Now here is the top news stories of the day with Larry Hardesty. We begin with Drew Brees. He had a call for unity, but, well, we'll let him explain. I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. And is everything right with our country right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go. But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. It shows that we are all in this together. We can all do better and that we are all part of the solution. Okay, but there was no flag in this case. There's no flag anywhere. There's no flag. There was no flag, Drew. Drew, I... Never mind. Barton Hahn, Bart Scott, Alan Hahn, one to three, Monday through Friday. Bart Scott, go. Let's go back to his grandpa. I'm sure he loves his grandpa. But let's not paint your grandpa like as some revolutionary hero. Because guess what? My grandpa was there too in that same war. And guess what? I guarantee you your grandpa didn't want to bunk with my grandpa because he was black. So don't give me that bull crap because even though we're sitting there fighting for the same thing and risking the same thing, ultimately our life for the same reason, for the better world for our kids and our children and our grandchildren. And he didn't even be able, his grandpa didn't even, wouldn't even want to live or, or, or go be underneath the same damn roof. But he expect me to either take a bullet for him or shoot somebody for him or shoot the enemy. So how do you, how do you make that statement, bro? They, they, they tripped me out with this whole, like, my grandpa was in the Army. Yo, grandpa, it wasn't, it wasn't only white people in the war. What are you, the hell are you talking about? Who you think was on the front line? The black folks. Come on, man. Stop it, Drew. You better than that. You got to have a greater sense of awareness. And doubling down don't make it right. It ain't about what you feel. Colin was trying to tell you what he feels when he looks at that flag. And guess what? Whether you think it's respectful or not respectful, you want us to respect the way you feel. You got to respect the way we feel and say, I don't understand, but I'm going to respect that. What the hell are you talking about? He was told because before he was sitting on his butt and he was told by a Green Beret, somebody that paid a bigger price than you, Drew, that was actually in the war, that actually went through, through, through training, that was there, went through some of the hardest training. He told him the respectful way to do this in a respectful way to pay honor to the flag. Had nothing to do about no damn flag. Had to do with police brutality. Get off your damn soapbox, read a book, or talk to a black person. As last I checked, you got 70% of them in the locker room with you that you can get a damn opinion from. Come on, Drew. Stop with this doubling down, oh, America is great. America's story is not a great story. It's one that's still being written. And like most books, you got chapters of it that you don't, you're not proud about, but it still has to be told. And it seems like the white folks don't want to tell that part of the story. They want to get to the fluffy stuff. And black folks saying, hey, let's talk about this. 
Hell, you bring up slavery to a white person, they're like, that was 400 years ago. Yeah, we still feeling the damn effects of it. Come on, man. Let's do the privilege test. Where we say, if you were, if you grew up with both of your parents, take two steps. You want to play that? Damn. Then you want to get upset when a black person caught you. Hell, you had a head start. I should get it. We wouldn't have, we shouldn't have affirmative action. We should have a need for it. We shouldn't have to say black lives matter. The only reason we say black lives matter because it's assumed that it don't because we feel like it don't. You don't hear white people saying, Oh, white lives matter because they already know that's assumed. Come on, Drew. Read a damn book. Bart Scott. Powerful message. Powerful. Pete Carroll was on the Ringer's Flying Coach podcast. He discussed Colin Kaepernick's stand against police brutality and racial oppression in 2016. Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich were on that podcast as well, quoting Pete Carroll. I think that there was a moment in time that a young man captured. He took a stand on something figuratively, took a knee, but he stood up for something he believed in. And what an extraordinary moment it was that he was willing to take. I think it was a big sacrifice in the sense that the young man makes, but those are the courageous moments that some guys take. And we owe a tremendous amount to him for sure. On our sister station, ESPN 710 in LA, Byron Scott, the former Laker, the former Nets head coach talked about a story of him getting pulled over that he will never forget. You know, I was a youngster and, uh, I got pulled over at 3 o'clock in the morning, and the officer asked me to get out of my car. I asked him, you know, what's the problem? You know, what did I do? Because I wasn't speeding or anything. Wouldn't give me an answer. And both of them had their hands on their guns. You know, I had to get out the car. Threw me against the car. Frisked me and everything. The one cop put his light flashlight in my car. A guy that knows the law extremely well, but I did know unless you have, you know, some type of warrant can't search my car. So I told the guy, get his light out of my car. He said, you got something to hide? I said, no. And so after they finished searching me and getting my license, your driver's license and my insurance, they went back to the car and I could look at them both kind of looking up and down and look. And then they came back and said, okay, you can go. You know, and I, you know, I, I persisted because I remember my dad always telling me, he said, when they, if, you know, when they pull you over, he, didn't, he never said if, he said when, when they pull you over, just be very compliant. Don't, don't start anything because he knew I was a hard head. And I said, so what'd you pull me over for? And they said, well, we got a report of a white Mercedes being being stolen. And I looked at him. I said, this car is red. <laughs> Wow. Wow. It, it, it just continues, right? It, it just continues. The NBA is coming back. A 22-team return with an eight-game regular season. Woj was on SportsCenter to explain why these 22 teams. The league essentially went with teams that were within six games in the standings of the eighth seed. Five of those teams were in the West. New Orleans, Portland, Phoenix, Sacramento, and the San Antonio Spurs, and then in the East, only the Washington Wizards. And now you have you know, a tournament environment, potentially, where Zion Williamson and New Orleans could get into the postseason. Portland with Damian Lillard uh, and C.J. McCollum, and perhaps a healthy Yusuf Nurkic, Zach Collins. Those teams will come back stronger. And so, you know, and as one owner told me, that they really believe that the 22-team format was ultimately the most compelling. Certainly it was more financially rewarding for teams and players than only bringing back the 16 teams, but the ability here for teams to play themselves into the postseason uh, was a big part of this. Interesting. So once again, the Knicks are out. 
that's okay. They have a chance in the lottery to try to improve their roster. And speaking of the Knicks, Bobby Marks, our front office executive, was on with Barton Hahn, and he talks about and analyzes what the Knicks front office hires have been about. For Wall, uh, I mean, that might be they're probably their best free agent addition. We haven't even gotten to a player standpoint just because he's been around the league forever. I mean, you look at the track record that he was able to do, you know, and they have a great group in Utah as far as from a draft standpoint and to be able to sign players under the radar players. I mean, even players like, you know, Royce O'Neal who went undrafted and it's become one of the better defensive players in, in the in the league. So Wall, I mean, is as good as it gets from a from a talent evaluation standpoint. Brock Haller, who I, I've known you know, who's been in Cleveland as far as that guy who's going to be behind the scenes from a strategy standpoint, big picture, cap guy. Uh, it will keep everyone organized. And you're right, yeah, I worked with Frank uh, Zanin in uh, New Jersey and Brooklyn for five years. Is probably one of the better evaluators from a pro personnel standpoint. Came up through the video ranks. Um, is an information gatherer as far as from an intel standpoint and has been with Oklahoma City for the last, uh, I think, three years. And you kind of see the the track record that they've been able to do. So, yeah, I, I think it's really three strong hires that probably won't get the notoriety that maybe a, a big splash hire would get, but I think that's kind of what Leon needs right now. No question about it. And, you know, tomorrow's top stories, when you wake up, is probably going to be, where well, early in the afternoon, will the league's Board of Governors approve this plan? There were some talk that a couple of the GMs didn't want to do the 22 teams. They want to just do the 16, go less hit the ground running let's go to the playoffs and move on so we'll see if that indeed is what happens that wraps up our top stories of the day